Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hey everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on allomoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Welcome to Fat Mascara Beauty Podcast. I'm Jen. Hi, everyone. As you know, every Wednesday, Jess and I cover the latest news in the beauty industry. And on Fridays today, we drop an interview with a celebrity, expert, or influencer shaping how we think about beauty. So Jess is still out this week, but I'm in the virtual studio with talented hairstylist and makeup artist Daniel Kalarik, who's based in London. 
So he's been working in this medium for quite some time, but earlier this year, his name made headlines when he created a goth black, squared off, kind of smudgy eye look for Julia Fox to wear to Paris Fashion Week, and this was back when she was dating Kanye West. So you may remember Jess and I were talking about it on the show. I talked about the eye makeup and how much I loved it. I'm a huge fan. So we tracked down Daniel to find out more about him. So he, in this interview, he shares about his career, where he gets his inspiration, why he loves doing eyes, and how he approaches each client. We also get some behind-the-scenes details of what happened on that particular day with that particular look. And then we talk about something I actually didn't think about, and I'm guessing you didn't either, but what happens when your work goes viral and everyone has an opinion? So as you'll hear, they're not always positive opinions, and people have no qualms about sharing them. So here's Daniel, and let's get into it. Daniel, welcome to Fat Mascara. Hi. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, everyone. This is Daniel's first podcast, so be kind to him. (laughs) Be gentle. (laughs) I can't believe that. I remember when every guest, it was their first podcast, but um, here you are. I hope I'm gentle with you too and that you like the whole experience. I am such an admirer of your work. I'm so glad you're coming on the show to talk to us about makeup. Tell me everything about you. Where are you from, first of all? Well, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to do this for, you know, my first podcast. And thank you to Fat Mascara for choosing me. I mean, I didn't know that, you know, I had so much to say, but probably the last few months have been quite, um, quite exciting and a lot of things have happened. So... Just trying to adjust to, you know, the new things that are coming along and, you know, the new things that will happen. Yeah. So wh- tell me where you're from. Where did you grow so up? I'm originally from Slovenia, which is... So funny. I was like, he has Anna Delvey's accent. Have you seen the Anna Delvey? Um, yeah, I have. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, then it's American in there, but there's also some British, yeah. some Eastern so, European. Yeah. She, I was actually born, I was born in Germany. But See, my, yes. Yeah, but my parents are originally from Slovenia, and this is where I grew up, like most of my life. So I grew up in, uh, born in Slovenia, grew up in, um, sorry, born in Germany, grew up in Slovenia, yes. and then I moved to London. So I've been living in London for a long time, so over twenty years. Yeah, and how did you even get into this world of beauty? Did you always want to be a makeup artist? What drew you to this job? I think like. I was always obsessed or interested, even as a kid, in in fashion, in anything, beauty. I don't know, like, as a kid, I, you know, I used to draw, I used to, I don't know, always admire things, the beauty in, in anything, you know, in colors, in objects that sort of evoked any sort of, I don't know, inspirations. So, yeah, I used to draw a lot as a kid. And then... Mm-hmm. When I sort of was growing up and had to decide what to do for a living, I was deciding between becoming um, a fashion designer or a florist or a hairdresser. Yeah, so there Mm -hmm. was a lot of options, but it's all more like creative work. So I suppose creativity has always run through my veins. And I chose to become a hairdresser. Oh, you were a hairdresser person? Yeah. 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 So I did the hairdressing school and while I was doing this school, I was interested in makeup as well. And 
actually the biggest sort of like dream was to work on fashion shows. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, seeing the shows from Paris, Milan, New York, that was always a dream. And I thought maybe what better way to maybe try and get into those shows to maybe like to be able to do both, to maybe do hair and makeup. So then I went to, to did like a makeup course. I went to Germany and I was there for like nearly a year. And yeah, then I became a qualified makeup artist and moved to London. Are you still doing hair? I am. Yeah, sometimes I still do. I think hair sort of like when I do that, because I do like more like private clients that I've been having doing for years. And I feel like that sort of like grounds me. When you work on these like events, fashion, celebrities, wealthy clients, and you sort of like live in that world, this is not the real world as such. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I come home and I can do these, you know, like regular people that have, you know, normal jobs and from different walks of life, I feel like it gives me grounded and kind of makes me sort of appreciate things more what I have, not kind of wanting to have other things that are not so real. Yeah. You know, like so I think I, a lot of the times people get very blinded nowadays. You know, it's all about like, I don't know, like the celebrity status, the wealth, the fame. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, a lot of the times this is not, that that's not happiness really. And I think sometimes you need to have, you know, like a, I don't know, like you have to check yourself and yeah. maybe ground yourself and think, well, you know, there's other people out there who struggle, who do other things and people with different stories. And I quite like that. I think it just kind of like keeps me more like me. Yeah. Who are some of these private clients that you work with? Like a professional woman who has like a speaking engagement and has you come over to do her hair and makeup before? Or Yeah, yeah or anything. Okay, that yeah, can... regular person. It could be you. It could be my next door neighbor. It could be... Do you well, know not like... everybody's hiring, you know, hair and makeup every morning before they <laughs> walk no, out the door. I know, I know. But still, like, I mean, I do, like, you know, I can cut hair. Yeah, I can cut yeah. hair. I can color hair. Like, I mean, I've, you know, I'm... I'm quite like sort of like a multitasking. <laughs> yes, of all yeah. trades. Yeah, yeah. Like jack of all trades, like we say in England, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Well, you alluded to it's been a busy couple of months. So on top of all these private clients that you have that you do hair and makeup for, yeah. you've been getting a lot of editorial credits. I see your name more and more and some celebrity clients that you've been working yeah. with. You're... It seems like your career is like kind of picked up a little bit as far as it this has. star, co- that star thing that maybe we don't need all the time, but it, come on, that's a little fun, right? It is. Yeah. I think it's also to do probably like with a pandemic, like, you know, there being yeah. a pandemic and now like everything is sort of like um, reopening and things are happening and people are more happy to go out and, you know, going to, there's more events and yeah. And obviously like, you know, that one big exposure, also, you know, kind of created a domino effect to what's a, when you say one big, do you, do you have a pinpoint moment where you're like, this was my one big exposure? Cause I know what brought me you to my attention, but I'm curious what you think it was. Well, I think it's the Fox eye. It's the <laughs> okay, Fox. We're on, we're on the same. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I was like, who did this Paris fashion week look? What is going on? Yeah. I think we need to talk about that. Yeah. For sure. I think this is, yeah, this was kind of like, the moment that I didn't even know 
it was going to happen or it was happening. I mean, it was just, I did a job. I mean, you know, I went to see a client. It was all very last minute and I did a look. I mean, you know, it was just, it was just a makeup. Of course, it was like a dramatic makeup, but I've, you know, I've done this makeup before. We've seen this makeup on many editorials or runways, but it created such drama. I think the moment Wait, we in should time, let the listeners know in case they've been under a rock during Paris Fashion Week, Daniel did Julia Fox's makeup for that look with the big, bold, black, smoky eye, kind of punk drawn out to the temples. Yeah, it was like a thick graphic liner. It was like a square yeah. black liner. Is she a client you had worked with before? No, I've never worked with her before. No, oh, so you was... just got hired by like an agent or someone who's like, my girl needs makeup. Yeah, so it was It was all very, I don't even know how to describe it without like, you know, saying too many things. But I think it was, uh, so we were in Paris. I think before we even touch on this, like the, probably people should know that I work very closely with Pat McGrath, who is yes. the biggest makeup artist in the fashion industry. And We've heard I of mother. With Pat, yeah, the mother of makeup. And, <laughs> you know, she is the makeup artist of makeup artists in fashion and in general. And, you know, she, I've been working with Pat for over 10 years. And we were in Paris doing the haute couture shows. We were supposed, we were doing this Caparelli fashion show. Mm. And probably like we had a call time at 6am. And I woke up at 5am or something. And then I get his text message from Pat's PA saying, we have a client for you, for Schiparelli. You will have mm. to come to the show and then you'll go to the Ritz, to the client. Like, we'll tell you who it is. I was like, okay, fine. And then, so I go to this show, to the Schiparelli show. So usually the show would have a call time, anything up to like five, six hours before the actual event happens. So, you know, it takes a long time to prepare, do the makeup, first show the looks, uh, the same with hair. Then, you know, you have like anything from 40 to 80 models, depending on the, the fashion brand. And this, you know, also depending on how difficult the looks are, then the more times you need to prepare. So... Yeah, so I get to the show and then, yeah, like Pat wasn't even there yet. Like, And then they said, oh, you're going to do Julia Fox. And funny enough, I didn't even know who, Ju I mean, I knew that morning only because the night before I looked through like the Vogue website and just looked at like different fashion shows that happened that day just to kind of like, you know, see what's happening yeah. Um, I think it's always good to know, like, you know, what other people are doing, what's in. And I see, like, this commotion that happened at Kenzo's show with Kanye West and his new girlfriend. And I was like, okay, like, she's interesting. And they had, like, all this, like, double denim happening. So it was like an event. And obviously it was the first time that he, after his split with Kim Kardashian, that he brought his girlfriend to Paris. I mean, she was, like, a new girlfriend, it was only like two weeks probably yeah. since they were dating. And yeah, so then they said, you're doing Julia Fox. And I was like, okay, like, well, it's fine. Like, um, I don't mm -hmm. know what I'm doing or anything, but you know, I'll, yeah, I'll go fine. So yeah, so like I've got like whisked off to the Ritz and 
yeah, like Pat was saying, you know, try do this, do do these looks, try and do whatever. Like, you know, just I like, trust your judgment, like do whatever you think, you know, for the client. Like, I mean, this is what yeah. happens. Like, I think people a lot of times they don't understand. Like when you when you see a celebrity or a client that it attends events, like a lot of times it's not up to you, like what you create. It can be that clients can be very open minded and they say, Oh, do what do you like doing or like, I don't know. Oh, but you, like, you know, you know there's trouble judgment. when they're like, no, I'll do whatever you want. And then you're like, oh yeah. God, they say that, but they don't mean it. <laughs> yeah. You have to also know that there was like a time constraint and also they will be photographed. So there is so much pressure being built up to, for you to perform on a spot. Like, you know, people are obviously very, it's always easy to criticize when you see a picture of somebody and say, oh, she looked awful. Like this makeup could have been so much better. And, mm. But, you know, like you are put in there. They're telling me they have like, they had a mood board of different looks that they wanted. And so that was the Julia Fox and her team. She had like a stylist and... Oh yeah, because she's a stylist herself sometimes and yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then obviously they said, oh, we want to have this look. Like we want to have gothic. We want to go with like dark eye with something like quite bold and like very different. And also like what strike me the most because so what I do, like, you know, if you don't know the client, you don't know what she's going to look like or anything. Obviously, what I did, I just like went on on Instagram and just looked her up, like just to have an idea. Like what I like to do is usually like to see like the face, the structure, to mm-hmm. see like the eye shape, because that obviously helps you straight away to see what's, what suits the person, like what kind of makeup is going to suit them. Because also depending on the eye shape, like you can do certain things. You can't do everything. So... I can I think that helps that you kind of have the confidence to kind of go in there and say, look, I've seen this, like you look really good in this picture. I think we should maybe yeah. try something different. I don't know, like similar. So with her, like, you know, she she actually looked very different in the pictures to what I imagined, like to when I saw her. Like I think like when I saw her, I was like, wow, like she looked amazing. I was like, wow, you look really good. And she was like very fresh faced. Yeah, she can handle and, an editorial look. Like, yeah, but then she was like, "Yeah, we want bold," and I was like, "Okay." Like, I mean, I to me, I wasn't thinking, "Oh, she should look glamorous," or like, you know, to me, like, I enjoy doing like something out of the box that's not your not your usual makeup. I mean, you yeah. know, like people can express themselves in different ways, and this is fine. So I was happy, but of course, like the difficult thing is, like, you know, when somebody says, "Do like a graphic eye." When mm-hmm. you have to work with a hairstylist together, when he's blow drying and oh like my gosh, pulling the hair, a time constraint, yeah. And you have like one hour, so you only had an hour. Yeah, I think we had like an hour for hair and makeup. And That's not a lot, people in the big fashion, no. high profile world. <laughs> people don't understand that when you like literally, you have to kind of like gather all your experience and just focus and mm-hmm. be confident and just do like whatever you think is going to be right you know that's how that's how I do it so yeah so then we just kind of like came up with something she was so nice she was so sweet she was very helpful like you know she also like helped a little bit with like a brush just to kind of like fill it in like she said oh she helped not Kanye there was some rumor that he helped touch up the eye too yeah no that was a different story I think there was so much 
going on. Like, you know, there was a picture that that she took. Yeah, she took off Kanye probably. It was the day before, which I didn't do that makeup. And he, like, touched up something. But I think this story was just so big and people had so much to say that there were just, like, all these rumors going on that, you know, like, everybody was just having a different story. Like, the story... There's certain personalities, I think, that just... You know, that happens with those people. Anybody in their orbit, it does. anything that happens. I think it was the but, moment. And, yeah. you know, I can see why this happened, like why people were so against because of the... Uh, please, not on this podcast. We were big, big fans, which is where I, why I, Jess and I wanted to talk to you because yeah, like I just love when people don't do what's expected. Exactly. And take chances and risks. And I know... Artists like you don't always get that chance, especially with private no, clients. No, you don't. No, you don't because most of them want to have just beauty and like a little eyeliner. Yeah, they're and like giving a little wing. People, yeah, like yeah. a you know highlighted <laughs> face, sculpted, contoured face, like glam makeup with fake lashes, which is beautiful. <laughs> I mean, I love. And I'm doing, sure you can. And I you love do doing do these looks too. Yeah, but also like I like somebody who's a bit more brave and just wants to do something different. You know, it shows their personality, and she wanted to be a different character. I mean, I don't know. Like, you know, she just felt like she wanted to dress in leather that day and wanted to have a gothic look. I mean, you know, and she was going to a fashion show. She wasn't going to a wedding or like... uh, Of course. Yeah, she was just having fun. And, you know, we had a good time and it was great. And did we you did it know, quick. And- yeah, right away. I want to talk about where you get your inspiration in your looks because clearly sh- this look was n- is not the whole career that you've had or what I want to talk about. I'll no, just ask no. this. Did, w- yeah. did you realize right away that it was going to make like a big sensation and people are going to be talking no, about it? No, not at how, all. How did you find out? No, I was just thinking like, it's just not the client that go, is going yeah, to a fashion yeah. show. Did Pat I mean, be like, um, P.S. I've done clients before, you know, that, yeah, like, Nobody, I mean, I didn't. Well, I realized probably like in the evening when I saw a post when Vogue UK, Vogue US and then Vogue UK posted on Instagram, like the Julia Fox story because they were doing behind the scenes. Yeah. And then that just kind of like, that story just blew. And then there was all these comments, which I was quite shocked to to read because I've never been involved in any like... um, I don't know, like a makeup moment or anything, but it was all about makeup. They were like, you know, they had, people had opinions. They were like, she looks ugly. Who is this makeup artist? You should be fired. No, Why I didn't read the comments. Paid? I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that. Was, this, was uh, no, that I mean, hurtful I or were you like, just like... J- no, it wasn't, I mean, no. I mean, I, I don't take things like seriously, but still like, I didn't want to read it or like, you know, I was thinking, oh, wow. Like I'm actually being trolled on internet, I even have messages. Like people were DMing me saying, "You are a shit makeup artist." It's Julia Fox. Oh my I god, people are ridiculous. And, yeah, but like you know, that's what I mean. Like I think nowadays, you know, people feel like they can have an opinion on anything. Which you can have an opinion, and I respect your opinion, but you don't have to voice it in a, like a negative way. Like you can say, well, I didn't really like it, but that's it, move on. But don't be like so like hurtful because you don't, you, obviously we all have feelings. I mean, of course I know yes. like people don't understand what went behind the scenes, like what went on, what we discussed, like w- what she wanted to do, what was inspiration. Like, you know, people don't yes. understand that. They just see the finished product and they think, oh, no, I would do something different or I would do it differently. Daniel, would you ever DM a makeup artist who's if you didn't no. like their work and be like, that looks like shit? 
Of course no, not. Exactly. No, of course not. I mean, you just respect what they do. You might not necessarily like it. It's not your style, but you still have to respect them for what they do. I mean, we all have a job. We all, you know, have a career and something and we just do our best. Of course, yeah. if this was like, you know, it was like asymmetrical and like very badly executed. Yeah, you can say it's badly done. I mean, you know, I was obviously praying that it was going to look good on it, on the pictures, which luckily it did. It was all symmetrical. This is a, another thing. Like, even you know, most makeup artists that, wouldn't it's punk. Like, want... It's like... Yeah, but it's... what most makeup artists wouldn't even like dare doing this kind of look under this pressure. It was, it was because I love it. this is the difficult look to do when you have to do the hair and the makeup at the same time. And, you know, you're like in a hotel room, there's dark, you have like a little makeup light, it's not enough light, it's just like a small, you know, corner you're like stuck in. Like, you know, it's not like that you walk into like a big, huge suite where you have like huge tables or your makeup laid out, so you have like time to prepare. No, it doesn't work, you know, you just like literally, you arrive, you set up, five minutes, you go. What you know? pressure like, your job has, I yeah, can't even like, imagine. I mean, and you have to respect these people, like... You know, they have to deal with a lot of stress, you know, like when you're like a makeup artist at home, you know, that does makeup on on yourself and does it for Instagram. And then you can spend hours perfecting this makeup And then makeup you retouch it and you're... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But this is once IRL it's out, you can't like retouch no retouching. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think so, it was fucking cool, and that's why I wanted to talk no, to you. you. Because clearly, even if they brought the inspiration, you're yeah. the kind of person just looking at your work who really brings something new and editorial and different, and, like, you like to try stuff. It's like, I'm not bored by anything that you've done. So what are some yeah. of your favorite looks that you've created? I, you know, to be honest, I like dramatic looks. I've always loved... I think this is also why I started doing, like, makeup. I think... Probably like in this sort of like 90s, you know, or like even 80s. Like I was inspired a lot by the sort of like the advertising campaigns for Shiseido with Serge Lutens, who, yes. who's a makeup artist and also like a creative director and photographer and everything. And he was creating all these like otherworldly creatures, you know, they were like painted women that look like not from this world like they have this most like exquisite porcelain skin with like beautiful like eyes that were just like smoked but then painted and it looked like retouch but obviously they didn't have retouching at that time I mean it, it was just pure genius like perfection so this was the beginning and then also like Kevin on like mm. his books, I mean, again, that was like fantasy trying to transform people into different characters and the way that he approached makeup and looked, you know, looked at makeup. And then there was Pat McGrath with her, you know, makeup for Dior, which again was just like pure fantasy. And I yeah. think this, like I've always been like, you know, like I said, I've always been into fashion and I absorb a lot of like, beauty in life it doesn't have to be fashion it can be art I mean I love flowers I love animals I love the colors of animals I think like all all these elements bring something to like how I see things you know because we mm -hmm. all see things differently like beauty to everybody is very individual and how we project it or like it's I think we all have like a different take and this it's is funny, just my now, way of expressing myself. 
Yeah. Now that you mentioned that you're into, well, that you almost were a florist and you like plants and animals. Yeah. I see a lot of that natural colors in the work that you do, like a butterfly wing or the holograph of like a beetle shell or that kind of vibe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this is obviously where you get inspired. And of course, maybe I also did see that's someone's That's obvious work. to a lot of people. No, and that's like Yeah, special. but maybe I also see like some, I don't know, like, you know, you see a lot of things like you, I don't know, you look through magazines or you look through other people's work online. I don't know. And probably like naturally, like you get inspired and maybe in some work, like you happen to do something similar to someone's art, like someone who's like a different makeup artist or whatever. And you're inspired by, you might not actually consciously know that you, you didn't mm-hmm. copy someone's work, but you just like interpreted or did something. Mm-hmm. And I think like nowadays, like, you know, you have a lot of people like trolling you online if you did a makeup job, like maybe that's similar to other artists' work. And then they say that you didn't credit them, but they said that you're stealing someone else's work. Like not it happened to me. People been like coming But I'm reading this a lot, yeah. And like this is actually quite scary. I find it quite scary because, you know, we're all inspired by somebody. And maybe, yeah, we did get inspired. I mean, if I knew knowingly that I did someone's makeup, I would say, okay, inspired by so-and-so. But if I didn't, I might not know. But then people might discredit you very quickly and then, you know, like put you in a bad light and and say that <sighs> you're like a scam artist or like, I don't know. I think it's all very like dangerous. Anybody that is like, messaging uh, you this stuff, just don't engage. You can send them a link to this podcast where you explain where you get your inspiration. <laughs> I think I actually have never really, we've never had on the show someone at the point in their career where they are just newly getting a higher profile. And I hadn't ever thought yeah. about that what comes with that it's not all yeah like exactly I mean probably it happens with anybody who is like sort of taken out of their everyday life and kind of like things change a little bit not that for me change drastically because you know I'm still me but just like I think like the the social media aspect of it like the way people react to things and like how people like how things get sort of like blown out of proportion very quickly I find that quite scary like, as yeah. much as I enjoy it, too, but then there's also, like, you know, bad things that, that come with it. But you have to I be very careful, it, yeah. I hope you're able to, like, manage this and figure out a way mentally, not just the physical oh, yeah. no, fears and all that. To it doesn't like, affect me mentally, but I think it's okay, just like, more like an observation, like, you know, from what yeah. I'm observing. Yeah, now that you're and seeing it yeah, happen to you. Yeah, maybe <laughs> not uh, many people would talk about. Like, they, you know, they don't talk about these things. They just think, oh, yeah, like, well... You know, it just comes with the territory. But, you know, I think it's quite a difficult adjustment. If you're not, like, mentally strong and just confident and just believe in yourself, then maybe it can be quite tough. I'm happy for you, though, that you, that this is happening. You've already been working, what, 10, 15 years doing this? Yeah, yeah. So So it's not like that this kind of come out of nowhere. Exactly. exactly. So I hope that that gives you a little bit of armor for whatever's to come for you because it sounds like people are freaking Yeah, but I think especially with this, like with the Julia Fox eye, you know, this is like so, I don't know, people are being very critical of her, you know, and I think that she's a very nice person myself. You know, she's just being real. She's just actually admitting that she's just doing it for what like everybody else is doing it you know just to raise her profile and 
there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, people are on TikTok and they're dancing and they have millions of followers or people are, I don't know, <laughs> doing their own makeup. It's the same thing. She's just being an actress and she's just doing crazy looks. I don't know. Like, you know, I think I, I respect people that are just being themselves. Yeah. And she's being honest. Yeah. Not like she's not pretending to be, I don't know, like somebody else. You know, she's very real. She's very down to earth. And I really like that. And I think that's just like how people should see it. You know, we all have our lives and we all, you know, do what we want to do with our lives. Yeah. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia. And guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good, whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence. Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Everyone is Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how aloe moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on alomoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. 
Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Highest Air is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. It's funny. So in my circles, it's I I don't hear a lot of it. It's so funny how we get in our echo chambers of hearing the same opinions that we agree with when we're in me- reading media yeah. or looking online. And it was all positive. Like all the editors I talked to and designers and like my creative field, it's like, what a breath of fresh air. She is, these looks are not given a fuck, kind of. Like it's not overly processed in that yeah. way that fashion had become. And I think it's I think it's very cool. Let's talk a little bit more about your work and, and what inspires you. Yeah. I noticed you have a thing for eyes. <laughs> I do, yeah. I What's think going with on I, there? I mean eyes are like the main like sort of when it when it comes to makeup, I suppose is the main sort of like feature, you know, on the face. And with eyes you can change a lot of things. Yeah. With sort of like expression or, you know, how you how you see somebody, you can transform um someone's face. And I think like sort of like playing with different shapes and forms when it comes yeah. to like eye makeup, I find it quite fascinating. And I still find it fascinating because after seeing so many, like doing so many looks or seeing so many looks on other people, like that there is still room for new trends or, mm. you know, there's always something new, like. I'm always thinking, well, people people will run out of ideas one day because there's only <laughs> such a small space that you can fill. <laughs> well, like the, the lid. But people come up with ideas. <laughs> From your lash yeah, line to like, your brow. That's what we got, folks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, you know, I'm always thinking, oh God, like I hope, you know, I'm doing something that hasn't, you know, not that hasn't been done before because I'm not obviously inventing a wheel. But just like, you know, doing something that's, firstly, has to be suitable so this is also one thing, like when I look at someone, when I have a person in front of me, it's like, it's not yeah. just, I'm just doing something crazy because I want it to be crazy. No, I no mean, you look at their eye shape, I imagine. Exactly. Yeah. So it has to suit the person. Also like the shape, the face, the structure, like it all has to work in harmony. So if the eye is not right for a certain thing, you can't do it. Then you have to maybe do a different way. Like, I mean. Can you give me an example? Of an eye shape that doesn't work with let's an eye. Let's say I look. think maybe a lot of the times with an eyeliner, 
So everybody wants to have an eyeliner, but people don't realize when you have a hooded eye that the eyeliner is very difficult to do because what happens where you have a fold in the crease, the eyeliner breaks. So then you have like a little tick and then they're like, oh, but my eyeliner is not the same as on this girl who obviously has a very big open space mm-hmm. on the eye. And so you, or not the you, same from the left side to the no, right side, raising then, her uh, hand you can over obviously here. <laughs> still visually, you can still visually do it, but you have to okay, cheat. You can, yeah, you yeah. have to cheat and you have to draw over the hooded eye and you can still mm-hmm. make it look the same. But of course, like when you look up, you have like a hook. It's not like right. a perfect, like a wing. It's more like a hook way because that's just, because when you look up, the eye then changes shape. When you look straight ahead, then that's like what people see. And that's how it should look like a perfect tick. So I think like, you know, like with different shapes, you have to just adjust, you know, adjust and sort of like explain. What do you I like think. to do on a, I, this is now I'm talking personal, but we, we yeah. like a textured eye, not even a hooded eye, but if there's more crepey skin to it or a little bit of a fold or heavier lid, what flatters that more? Would you be like, I think not you to have the liquid to, liner. <laughs> no, you see like, yeah, you would maybe Let's stay away from liquid. steer our client towards. Yeah. <laughs> so you would maybe probably do more of a smoky eye. It can be like a very mm. soft smoke. So instead of using like liquid liners, you would use a pencil and then you would smudge yeah. the pencil to kind of create a bit of depth, like right next to the lash line. You can intensify the eye crease a little bit more with like a taupe color or like a mauve gray, like just kind of give Depending a little bit of shape. Depending on skin tone, I'm sure. Yeah, just a little bit of shape around the eye to kind of give a little bit of structure to the eye. I think this is what always like, you know, what you always like sort of uh, strive for is like give a structure to the eye and then you kind of give it a little bit of highlight, maybe a little bit of color if you want to. But first the structure is like sort of the shape around mm. the eye to, you know, to give it, I don't know, some sort of definition. I think you have to simplify it. I think you just have to do a little bit of sort of structure around the eye and then a little bit of highlight. And this is all it needs. And maybe actually... What is good is like mascara, like mascara, like that's um, what I was going like to ask eyelashes you. Eyelashes always. Do you give lashes to everybody? By the way, individual extra lashes? Strip? No, not necessarily. Yeah. Oh, no. okay. How no. do you decide? Because I feel like everybody wants them always. Yeah. So now, like, let's say if you do something for like social media or red carpet or any event, you naturally would add lashes. It's just to kind of because. I think you want to bring out the best in the eye because if you don't, then the eye can look a bit small. And like, I don't know, like I think it just adds something, you know, like it adds depth Mm. to the eye, like it just even gives more shape. So I think it just kind of is more flattering. But when you do editorial, like if you do like photo shoots, most of the times we don't put any mascara on the eye. Why is that? Because it... When you do editorial, it's supposed to look less glamorous. I know it sounds strange, but it's just like a different way of looking at that person, the model that you have in front of you or the talent. You could be anybody. I think it's more like to make them more real, but also like more edgy. So when you add mascara, that edginess a lot of times can disappear you know you kind of make that a little bit more like too pretty looking right and it gets like now we're doing glamour yeah editorial makeup is supposed to be like less 
pretty as in more like sort of some sort of like direction a mood mm-hmm. you know that you want to create within those images not that it's not beautiful but you described it well it's hard to put your finger on but there's something it can go garish so easily when people are trying to do editorial like if the skin isn't fresh enough and there's too much yeah. coverage on the skin like it's just gets that other quality that feels costumey yeah so a lot of people don't understand that actually like red carpet makeup and editorial like makeup is very different like editorial makeup is much more minimal like it's much what do you prefer to do well i like doing both you know i like to adapt not like challenges and like when i say that like editorial makeup is like much less makeup i mean more like there's much less foundation you do much less of the base uh, you don't do mascara. The eyes can still be very, you know, over the top. You can do like all cra- mm-hmm. crazy shapes, but it's more raw in its sense that you can see this rawness of the skin that it's just not as polished. Mm-hmm. But when you do red carpet, you do more of a polished look and also something that can last. Because when these clients and celebrities go out, like, you know, that makeup has to last for, for a few hours so it doesn't start like, moving around, melting, or, you know, like, sometimes depending on also on the heat or where they are, like the makeup can sort of, you know, become sweaty, sliding, like creasing everywhere. So you have to make sure that you use the right products for it to be stable and to last. So when you prep for red carpet or, you know, an in real life client, obviously you prep the skin and the eyelid differently than, you know, someone sitting in front of camera lights. What do you like to do to give it that like base that's going to last? I think like I try to, I mean, firstly, I like you do a lot of like skin prep. You would do like a face mask, sort of, you Why? know, plump up the skin. Just, I don't know, just to kind of freshen the skin and also to make the person feel more like fresh and alive. And just, you know, I don't know. I think when you do like sort of a little bit of a skincare routine, and also like a, um, a little bit of massaging, use rollers, you know, look your jade roller or I think... Do you? Do you do that? I do, yeah, yeah. I think like... What just, mask do you put think, on people? I use different ones. I mean, I use like a lot of like Barbara Storm. I use SK2. There's like different different things to just sort of like, you know, brighten the skin. And also like for, I think like, you know, when you go to a spa or you have a treatment, you feel very good. Like you feel very refreshed and alive. And I think that's also, you know, part of like how the person that you're working with should feel. So once you do a bit of skincare, they already feel more fresh. I want to ask you about your kit that you bring. And now I realize I have to separate this question for whether you're working editorial or a red yeah. carpet job. Let's just say a red carpet job. Like yeah. what's in that kit that's just like irreplaceable? Oh, God, there's a lot of things, but you do Tell me. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean... I wouldn't say it's them. I, I just like bringing everything everywhere. If it's like a photo shoot, if it's a photo shoot, I bring even more because for some reason I can't just bring a small makeup bag. Like I feel there's always the product that I might need, I don't have with me. So I usually <laughs> bring bags and bags of stuff and any glitter and any possible sticker that you might use for, you know, for something, I don't know, or gemstone or like 
I always feel like I'd rather be overprepared than underprepared. Is there something so, though in your kit that you're like, this is this brush is a Shiseido brush from the eighties. It's and I can never get another one. Like I can't lose this. Or is it all things you can still buy? I don't have. I mean, I have a lot of products that I love. So, of course, anything from Pat McGrath Labs is uh-huh. absolute genius. I love the the highlighter and balm stick. It's so beautiful on the skin. Like even if you don't wear any makeup, if you just put oh, the like highlight- the original oh oh one yeah finish. yeah. If you have the highlighter yeah. on the cheekbones, you can put it on the eyelids with a little bit of balm on top, and your skin already looks like refreshed. I mean, yeah, like this is like the minimal of the minimal makeup art. You know, like if you don't wear any makeup, just to kind of make something glowy, even like. Let's say a blush, you know, can change your skin complexion. Like you just look more refreshed or, I mean, I have, I have a lot of products. But now let's talk about your face then. Since since every client is different and you have this huge kit to work from, what about you personally? How do you prep your skin in the morning? Okay. So you might be shocked to hear that probably like until recently, (laughs) I have not been using any products. (laughs) Of course, <laughs> of course, I the mean, guy I, behind the camera I have doesn't like. I have like wardrobes of of makeup and skincare, and yeah. I have not used anything until recently. <laughs> because now, and I what feel, happened recently that changed? Well, I feel like it's time that you know the skin needs. <laughs> so you had your hyaluronic your acids and your uh, <laughs> vitamin Cs, and mm. you know any kind of vitamin possible to start to. Come on, you didn't re-plump. pluck your brows. You didn't pluck no, your brows for no. You don't, no. What? <gasps> no, I don't do any of that. No. You shave. You have like a shape to your facial hair. Uh, no, no, I do. So my facial okay, hair, just so, like uh, yeah, I trim that. Yeah, so I trim my facial hair. That's probably as much as it goes. But I used to just use like face soap, and that's yeah. it. Like I never used any. Um, any skincare. Well, then let me ask for our listeners because they always want to know when we have a good makeup artist on. Like you, we talked about lashes a little. What's like a go-to mascara for you? What mascaras do you like? I love the Pat McGrath mascara. I think is genius. Also, I love the the Dior backstage mascara. I think different oh, mascaras okay. for different effects. I would say that. Those like, are know, both if you wanna... very heavy on me. Like I'll like my uh, they'll smudge a little. Like my lashes, they get weighed down sometimes with those. You know, what do you do with like a little a short little stubby lash? Yeah, like uh, if you want to have just even like just more like a little coat of mascara. I mean, I even like a Max Factor mm. mascara. Like oh, you know, do you still so, make that? Yeah, it's very like okay. I think depending on your you know the lash. If you just want to have like a little fluffy lash without having too many coats and to look too spidery or too like heavy on the lash, I think like you know even mm. Maybelline do good mascaras. Like yes, you, I yes, think every brand, classic. you know, has something that's very good. And I think you just have to shop around. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I wouldn't say that you have to always spend the most money and all, you know, on like the most expensive makeup or yes. the most expensive skincare. Well, what's the this cheapest the thing case. in your kit then? Do, yeah. What's the least expensive oh, thing God, in your kit? I, mean, I have probably something that's like cost $3 or $2. Yeah. What is it? Tell us. I have things. Uh, what do I have? I have... Do you have Kiko in the US? Maybe no. Kiko is like a... For a hot um, minute, we did. Oh, you did? Oh, too bad. So they still have it in Europe. 
And it's very, like, some of the products are very good. I use Kiko. What else do I use? Which, which from them? I saw it at a beauty supply store. Maybe it's still at beauty supply stores in New York. Sometimes there's, like... They have, like, amazing, look like, scrubbing wipes. They're, like, exfoliating wipes. They're amazing. I use Kiko the eye pencils. What else do you... I use quite a few things from them. Like, I use blushes, I think. Then, like, NYX. I have, like, the colored yeah. pencils. They're very good. Um, like their lip I, I mean, pencils I have, or I have eye pencils? Some, eye pencils, eye pencils. Very good. Like, because okay, they're, like, um, the gel formula and they dry so they don't move. And they have, like, mm. also, like, pastel colors or, like, very bright colors. I mean... I mean, I have so much makeup, like I have to keep reorganizing all the time. And All right, I'm not going to make you go through your whole kit with us. We'd be here all no, day. No, I mean, that I could do take have, like before, hours. <laughs> I do have, before I let you go, I have a little like speed round. I like to do quickie questions with every guest that comes on the show. Are you up for sure. it? Yeah, sure. Daniel, what's the quickest you've ever done someone's makeup? You told me an hour you've definitely done. Have you ever done it faster than that? Yeah, probably I've done it in 10 minutes. <gasps> what? I mean, yeah, but like it wasn't even my choice. I mean, if the client is late, maybe for whatever reasons, like delayed by something. Yeah, you, like they said we have 10 minutes. Okay. What <laughs> pr- products in your kit do you buy in bulk? In bulk? God, I bought a lot of blotting paper. They give away. I buy a lot of lip glosses to give away. What's the blotting paper uh, that you like? Everybody's going to get, here's your little clean and clear. Here you go. Or whatever it is. Uh, the ones that I use a lot are from Muji, funny enough. Oh, okay. Okay, next question in our little speed round. Who is your dream client? My dream client? My dream client is somebody that I have fun with. Is there a person or brand you are dying to work with that you have not yet? Oh, that I have not yet worked with. Well, I do have, yeah, like clients, but I don't know, probably I would... The clients I would like to probably work with might not actually, you know, would be the ones that probably I would do a bad job because I would be so nervous. Stop, I'm asking you, like, if this person sat in your chair, you'd be like, oh, amazing. Like, I admire their work or I would love to get my hands on their face. I don't know if, like, Beyonce said, there you go. I would be, like, stressing out. But it would be a dream client, maybe. Yeah, it would be, yeah. I mean, she seems nice. Uh, But, you know, like, I mean, I would love to do her. I mean, she's beautiful. But I think that sometimes when you admire somebody, like, for whatever reason, you kind of, like, overthink it, you know? Uh, Yes. My toughest interviews have been the celebrities that I actually, like, care about and respect. Whereas if it's somebody who's really popular, but I don't particularly like their work, I'm not stressed. Exactly. That's what I mean. Okay, two more questions. Uh, Do you wear fragrance? If so, what fragrance? Yes, I, like, my go-to... Has always been Hermes, mm. Hermes Terre, but oh, also yeah. I do like the Tom Ford, which uh, is called Outwood, Woodwood. I can't even pronounce mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. but it's a it's Woodwood. a wooden fragrance. So yeah, those are, those are the two that I wear. Gorgeous. And then you seem like a very calm person, but I do have to ask. I ask this of a lot of people. That's on how the do you un- <laughs> <laughs> how do you unwind at the end of the day? 
you just had a crazy stressful day. What do you do when you get home? Or maybe go, maybe go out to unwind. No, I don't. I do like, I'm a, more of a homebody, really. Yeah, I just like being at home. I mean, I like seeing friends. You have a cup of tea. You have a, do, a, yeah, a whiskey. Love, you read you know, a book. I love a coffee and cake. This is like my, ah, like my, the people okay. that know me. Then I like a coffee and cake in the afternoon. That feels but, very Swedish uh, of you. I like it. Yeah, but in the evening, I like a glass of wine, of course. I don't know. Like, I don't like planning, you know, too much. I think when things happen and you're having fun, it's great. And I also like staying in and unwind. And no, that garden. sounded you like... Know, I love gardening. I have a garden. This is like another thing that just me kind of relaxes too. me. Yeah. Same. Well, this sounds like a, a gorgeous evening. I feel like you and I are in agreement on that and yeah. a good way to like end a day. Maybe we should garden together. So, yeah, we'll garden. <laughs> I don't know. What time is it there? It's like 11 p.m. Oh, no, he's like, yeah, no, it's actually 20 past 11 at night. <laughs> God, oh my God, we got to let you go. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You were so fabulous. Thanks for sharing your inspiration. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I hope, you know, I gave you a little insight into like, my thinking you sure did of my world because you know i think everyone's world is different i think it's also very nice that everybody thinks differently and everybody has different goals and different dreams and we all do differently and that's what makes us you know the individuals that we are we hope you enjoyed the show it's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. 'll know real when you get it it'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it maybe it's a head-turning handbag a watch that says it all jewelry that makes you look like the gem sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly when it comes to style and luxury eBay gets it they're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts not just any experts specialized experts real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience so when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Hyacera is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. 
and it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did, start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 